Hello, I'm disgraced sports journalist Josh Gallup and welcome to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it like it is, guys. Yeah. What a seamless start to this one. Josh, mm. Josh just fired the intro off and I was like, hang on, there's a microphone not plugged in. And then we realised Josh didn't have a microphone at all. Remember, yell Kick Forward anywhere, tag us and we'll share it. Also, uh, if you're going to review us, that would help us dearly. Uh, Apple Podcasts, here's one from Ripping Off Just Pricks. Do not bother. Bunch of imposters trying to copy the brilliant Just Pricks pod. Five stars. It's our basketball podcast over the summer. Check that out late in the week. But right now we're in the main body of the pod. Guys, how are you going? Oh, my God. So bloody good. This silly season. Would you believe it? I know. Would you bloody believe oh. it? How about Friday night? Hit it. The Pinal? Yeah. Can you play it, Pinal? Uh-oh, I said I'd never go back to Ice Cream Factory. And then I thought, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll visit. It was the older night. I think mm. it was like the seniors, seniors not at Ice Cream Factory. Because Penal played. Yeah. It's, it, it is that time of year where you, you, know, you get to Monday and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be more conservative next week. There's a long season ahead, long mm. silly season. And then they just get sillier and sillier. I saw this graph the other day showing each weekend getting increased in silliness and oh there were spikes God. in between and... That's what it felt like on Friday. It was a lot of fun. Checking it peaks on the 23rd. <laughs> yes. Maybe the 24th. No, yeah. surely the um, surely the spike of silly season is in between Christmas and New Year. That's more of a plateau. That's silly. Yeah. It's yeah, a silly yeah, plateau. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah, where yeah. I want to live. Yeah. Silly plateau. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It was a good night. You know what, though? What? During the night, I agreed to play 18 holes walking of golf at uh, the wonderful... It was a generous invitation to the WA Golf Club um, here in WA. Right, okay. Um, and I tell you what, I went to battle. It was fucking hot. We were walking. Played with uh, Chaz, Sam, and um, this other guy. Legend guy, actually. Legendary Irish bloke, Eamon. Oh. He was slightly dusty as well from the night before. He pulled one of the best moves I've ever seen on a golf course. By the back nine, his body was shutting down and he called the pro shop and had them deliver a cart out to him. (laughs) (laughs) This is how hot it was, it was bad. And I reckon I was 10 times more hungover than he was. I, um, towards the end, it it was, very, it was physical and mental, this battle. Yeah. I yacked on the 18th hole. Oh my God, Harry. That was a first. From the heat, of course, from the heat. Did you score better or worse after vomiting? Well, it was the 18th, so there wasn't much improvement. True. You know, actually, I entered my first comp on the weekend. It was just a comp. It was a comp day. Yeah, it was it's an interesting time to jump into a comp golf. I know, so bad. No warm-up hung. Uh, the thing was, though, because I want to get a handicap going, there was some sort of glitch in the system, and my handicap was entered as one. So, uh, so we're, playing, we're playing Stableford golf rules where you score points based on your handicap. I um, I scored six points for the day. Now, just for reference, a bad day out there would be 20 points. So I've scored six. But what I have done is something that may be a first in the history of Stableford Golf. Vomited on the 18th hole? No, I don't think that would be a first. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I yeah. think there might have been a few I've, I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, the, um, I got the lowest score and came dead last in this comp out of like 100 people, 100 people or something that entered. Uh, golf club. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks. And uh, I also won nearest to the pin. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah, the yeah, highs yeah. and lows of golf. Yeah, that's right. That's You've right. You've lived it. I've lived it. I've lived it. So, um, yeah, it was a great weekend. Do you think you get asked back? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, really? I brought a bit of fun bands too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. I understand. What did you guys do then? You guys um, well, it was, good. it was the Chrissy season. I had a great time. I'd um, But guys, I feel like there's a lot of Chrissy do's this time of year. Oh, oh yeah. Heaps, yeah, mate. heaps of do's, yeah. So many do's. And the one thing people don't consider, the Chrissy don'ts. Chrissy do. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Chrissy don't. As we discovered earlier, there's a plethora of remixes of favorite favorite Chrissy songs. Um, there's a good trap remix as well. Um, Sia has a good one that you like, also, Jay. I love the Sia Christmas album. But these these hardcore ones, they're great. This is um, Wham remix. Oh yeah, last Christmas. But I was just thinking, like, what what are some of the Chrissy do's and don'ts? There are some things that I like to do, like Chrissy do perhaps is seeing friends and family. Whoa, that's a really nice one. Yeah, it's yeah. a really nice one. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. No. Chrissy don't leaving your Xmas presents to the very last minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I still haven't started yet. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Give me that hand. Ow! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was, that was quite hard. hard. Oh, I should have learned from episode 30 when you exactly. did that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chrissy Do. Drinking responsibly. Chrissy Do that yes. for sure. Yeah. Chrissy Do that <laughs> for sure. Chrissy for Don't. Shower. Pissing in the wardrobe on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, we can't spell Christmas without pissmas. What? Sa- well, I'm just saying don't do it. I'm not pointing anything as myself. I'm just saying just don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a wonderful thing to not do. Uh, Chrissy but, but do. Never, no, let's move on. You Chrissy would never do. not share a story if you did do that. No, 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 no Chrissy do, Chrissy do. <laughs> uh, Christmas carols. The most Christmas carols. Oh. Caroling's my favourite. Uh, Chrissy don't f***ing your <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I like where this pod's gone. Okay, why, so why, why, does that, to, why does, why does to, it have to be Christmas theme? I'm just <laughs> saying it's Christmas. So like if this time of year, if Chrissy do, don't would be I that. feel like it's just uh, coincidental and nothing. I'm not pointing any okay. fingers. No, okay. That was one of the bigger Chrissy do's that went to. Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy do. <laughs> Making memories. <Aww. laughs> I've got a Chrissy don't. Chrissy, Are you yeah. finished? I got a couple oh, more okay, actually. Keep going, keep going, uh, keep going. <laughs> I can't wait because if they're escalating. I'm uh, sleeping through seven appointments and then yakking in your own bed. Is that a do or a don't? <laughs> it's a Chrissy don't. Chrissy don't. Mm. Uh, Is that a Chrissy did by the sound of it? <laughs> no, no. Again, the it's a, George. It's a Chrissy. Oh, okay. It's a Chrissy. Doesn't matter. Do it's a Chrissy yeah, doesn't right. matter. Okay. And a, a final Chrissy do is just like hanging out with you lot. <laughs> Oh, that is- <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The final Chrissy do was actually submitted IRL on Saturday. It was from uh, Friday. It was Luke McQuaid, and it said, met uh, met him at ice cream, and he, uh, a bit of a Chrissy don't, guys. And uh, it's also, also a Chrissy do. Uh, he showed me his my cricket stats to prove he was a good cricketer. <laughs> was he? Was he? I can't remember, but he was talking. He was a lovely dude. He was t- talking very close to me. There were a couple of 70s in there, I think, and I, I think I might have pointed out, hey, what's that five? And he was like, nah, fuck off. Yeah, don't worry about that. Fives, don't worry about the fives. Chrissy, don't get stuck behind elderly people with this Chrissy season. Oh, uh, you God. know what? Slow I, walkers. I actually just made up this stat. Um, Australians, uh, on average each year, you lose one billion hours of time getting stuck behind elderly a people. A billion. Oh, my God. Is God, that and true? Today, actually, today's elderly lady going down one of those, es- those flat escalators, um, like a flat travelator, Parked a trolley in the middle of it. Oh, for fuck's sake. I, I was like, well, go They're left They're fucking right. designed to like, lock in on the like left. I felt like Frosby flopping over <laughs> Seriously. It's Christmas, mother. Good way around that is just carry empty pint glasses around with you and you just glass people and you can move ahead of them. That is, that's Chrissy a life hack. Do Chrissy do. do. Chrissy do. the Chrissy do's, Chrissy don't. Send them in if you've got oh, any. I've, uh, I've got an extra Chrissy don't. Oh, cool, cool. Mm. Go on. Uh, Chrissy, don't leave a Bucks party on Saturday to go to a Christmas dinner with your missus and she gets the day wrong. 
Okay. Um, uh, Again, nothing to do with me. Add, this is just as you said. Add, you know, I was so uh, uh, full disclosure. She was like so apologetic. She got the day wrong. I was so stoked that it wasn't me. Oh right, so it wasn't you. I it just wasn't me. It was you. I know, I know, because it's something I'd do. I, mm. I would do that. Mm. I made a salad. We got dressed up. We went there, and she te- checks the text message, and it's Sunday, not Saturday. Um, so I feel like <laughs> I've got that card to use at least like three times. I feel like in the lead up to family Christmas events, there are multiple conversations about it. You know, you might see your family a few days. Ah, uh, this was a friend's thing. Before. Was a friend's thing. Oh, okay, yeah. sure, sure. Okay, Chrissy do. Ah, uh, is this a Chrissy do or a Chrissy don't? I thought this is my segment. Uh, Secret Santa or, or Chris Kringle or Chris Kindle as Josh calls it. Chris, yeah, don't if you win a Kindle. Mm. What's the shittest <laughs> thing you've ever got in a Chris uh, Pringle? Uh, I don't know. Adoption papers that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Chrissy, don't. Um, no, what are the, the worst thing I've ever got? Uh, I don't know. I don't really care about them, to be honest. Material possessions. I'm more of like a experienced vibe guy. Last. Cool. First of all, sorry. Just pause to say, cool, on that one. Last year, my cousin mailed it in and I got a shoebox full of 20 stubby holders. Initially, it's like, oh, you know what? It's been bloody handy because I can BYO them and not really yeah, care about um, bringing them home with me. Uh, I also had one. We're, we're going to make another video. We've got a list of all Christmas videos we're making. And if you, you have a weird cousin, you're like, oh, fuck, not the weird cousin. I don't have many cousins. Most of them are legends. But um, rocking up and then realizing you're the weird cousin because that was kind of my realization <laughs> recently that I'm the weirdest cousin at the thing. Could have told you that. Um, well, Gabby had Gabby came home from work very pissed off the other day. They had a $20 secret Santa. Oh, yeah. She gave a $20 ice cream voucher to like the local ice cream shop. Great. Sure. Yummy ice cream. Good concerts. She got a page of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. I came home from work pissed off the other day. Actually, minus the off. Been an absolute legend. <laughs> I fucking hate this segment so far. Um, gee, do you have any Yeah, well, guys, look, it... As you know, December's an expensive time of year. Lots of drinks, lots of Chrissy do's, lots of presents. Well, lucky for you, I've got some schemes and our hustlers oh, have yeah, sent boy. in <laughs> some that will save you enough money to not only afford presents for your loved ones this year, but also... Can I just predict one? This one's from Matt. Looting. <laughs> fair. Hey, guys. Fair. Fly on. Uh, no, no. Uh, well, one, uh, one is uh, marginally Scheme. illegal. We'll get to that. It's not breaking the law, but sometimes it toes the line. Scheme, 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 scheme. All right, here we go. Uh, um, I'm gonna. I don't know how legal this is, but I'm gonna preemptively just play the scheme. You can't do that. Siren, okay. siren, siren. The legal scheme alert. <laughs> Billy writes in. Gents have just been made aware of an all-time scheme. Mate's girlfriend's family cat has gotten an infection. Rather than taking the cat to the vet and paying a couple hundred to get it fixed, her dad has taken it to Cat Haven, told them it's a stray they found, had them fix the infection and re-adopt the cat at no cost. Wow. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That seems well, somewhat dishonest. It seems like you're wasting critical resources of cat caving. <laughs> yeah. But I think there is a surplus of cats. I, li- I like to think the same cat gets sick two months later and he walks in with it and goes, yeah, I found another cat. It looks a lot like the last one. Is this a regular f- thing for them? Are they just like bad owners in general as well as bad people? Or are they... 
I don't know, but I assume it is illegal. I'm impressed at the uh, creativity of it. Mm. I don't condone that behaviour, though. No, well, that's why I play the illegal scheme alert. Thank you. Uh, guys, another one. Finbar writes in. Now, this one's longish, but bear with me. It is worth it. Did you edit it? You will have... No, you will have a house deposit by March if you follow these instructions. Nice. Okay. Hello, cool. Giorgio and the two 1.5 Giorgios. I like <laughs> the pod the same way I like watching ISIS videos when I was in early high school. You can infer what you will. Okay, these are the bits you could edit. Yeah, true. <laughs> I was recently caught in a scheme. Slash That's illegal too. Go on, sorry. Recently caught in a scheme. <laughs> I work in central London where a local salad chain has one of its locations. The salad chain ran a promotion recently where if you created an online account with them, you were rewarded with a free salad. Seeing as I live in London in a job paying minimum wage... I decided a scheme to be cooked. I created six fake accounts using several emails uh, and friends' phone numbers. I got six free salads before I was caught by the co-founder of the salad chain who emailed me thusly. Oh, fuck Dear hell. Finbar, I appreciate you giving it a go, but we're a small company, sad oh. face. <laughs> if you could please avoid creating multiple accounts, that would be so kind. These are the emails he's, he's put in. Production at imacreep.co.uk. Finbar Todd, full name, at me.com. Finbar underscore Todd underscore five at Gmail. Anyway, these go on. Uh, he then continues. He then added me on LinkedIn, which I feel could only be read as an intimidation tactic. Thanks for the indulgence. My question is, how do you respond when you're caught in a scheme? In this instance, I took a leaf out of the book of former president of the US, Bill Clinton, DDD. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> this is his reply to the owner of the salad chain. Weird coincidence, I don't even like salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? what are the chances? That's so weird. Yeah. This other guy called Finbar is loving all these salads, getting all these free salads. What are you talking about? This email called Fake Salad Scheme email. At and gmail. Fake Salad Scheme 3. Fake Salad Scheme <laughs> Oh, I feel for the small business owner. As a small business owner myself, uh, Kick It Forward PTY Limited. Oh, God, I'd hate to be part of a scheme. At least he's eating healthy, though. Yeah, eat fresh. And you know what they say, you know, oh, he may be eating don't... salads in London, but London will eat you up if you're not careful because it's, you know, it's just oh, it's a big city. And the thing about London, too, is like this time of year, all these bloody Londoners come back and they're like, oh, London was so good. Oh, sorry. And they've picked up an accent and then they're like, oh, I might move back to Perth. And they don't. It's not, you know, they, and they come back for the two weeks in um, December, Jan. It's bullshit. No, mm. you don't just get us at our best. You need to be here all, all, all year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More on hating Perth in the pods. Daddy Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ricciardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Shift the shield, gonna, gonna hit a six and gonna suck some dicks, gonna bow with my mates. Shift the shield! Uh, before we get all the Perth hate out of our bloody system, because oh, we feel we felt pretty bloody targeted this week, I just want to talk about uh, we met Harley Reid, the number one draft pick for West Coast. Oh, what a whirlwind that was. Yeah, we ran up to him with moustaches and um, speed dealers on. Like, hey, hey, because we we're doing something with Cricket Australia there. He sort of like looked at us like, no, I don't want what you're selling. And then he, I think they kind might have recognised us and we're like half interested. And then we weren't. And we we're like, hey, do you want to put a moustache? Mustache? And they said no. But then they kept the speed dealers. They did. They kept the speed dealers. We gave away around about a hundred. Hey, like, the I deal like- was no speed dealers without the moustache. I like, uh, that's true. Harley Reid, he gets a free pass. Um, 
He, I like that we were sort of like watching going, oh, God, poor guy's just like, this is just a line of people asking him for photos. Then we go, oh, let's go give him a moustache. And <laughs> Try and, and get, get a photo. A photo with him. <laughs> it's annoying. West Coast didn't reshare our photo of it. I thought they'd be all about mm. two um, WA icons um, working together. Oh. Yeah, Campbell uh, Maybe message. I'm sure it was an honest mistake. But guys, and I, I don't want to seem like I'm over the top, but I got some pretty good preseason vibes from him. Oh, yeah. Training anything down. Well, just the way he was avo- av- avoiding people ah. and like and don't arguing um, their like selfie requests, but at the same time absorbing the contact and turning with it. Whoa, 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 whoa! And this okay. is like these were like these weren't scrubs. These were twenty-year-old kids who clearly knew they were around a football, but they were at the cricket because it was summer. And I just thought to myself, that's another one draft pick. West goes in good hands. He was very fluid with the way he moved. Why are you always trying to make it to piss? All right, so uh, everyone hates Perth right now. So there was a lot of shithouse articles. So everyone's sort of heaping on the fact that only 16,000 people went to the first day on Friday. Then there was like 9,000 yesterday. Yes, Harry? Well, day one of the – say when the test was at the Wacker. Mm. 16,000, you say, on the first day? Yeah, pretty handy. The Wacker would have looked pretty full. What was the old uh, capacity? 20,000 to 24,000? Yeah. So against Pakistan – that's not out of the ordinary. I guess, yes, there is. A, it's, it's a much bigger stadium and it looks so dead. But seriously, all the by, the byproduct of this, the Perth, the Perth hate that came from it. So there was all these weird articles. There was basically a lot of Perth hate going, oh, come on, why aren't people going to it? And it's like, well, it's against Pakistan. Like, I'm sure if there was, yeah. it was against India or England, it'd be pretty packed. It's also 7,000 more than it was against the West Indies last year. So it was all right. It's also a very big stadium. But there were a lot of articles that came out. I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm not defending it at all. It, was, it probably could have been better. I'm no, not saying yeah, that at yeah, all. Yeah, Definitely could have been better. For sure, for sure. Well, there, was a, there were a lot of things on, I think, because there were so many things on in Perth. People That's right. Like, oh, you didn't have an excuse. You went to a, um, a partyless party. On Saturday night, yeah, that's true. You should Probably, have been at the I cricket. Could have, gone, could have gone back to the hill. Could have got in line for what'd Sunday. What did you think of the hill? Yeah, it was all right. I thought it was uh, great. It was good fun. So there were two articles I wanted to point out. Sky News did an article from Jack Mahoney. It said, Western Australia slammed for incredibly <laughs> poor and pathetic. So that was in quotations. So he was quoting someone. Turn out to the Perth test between Australia and Pakistan. Now, he clickbaited me, this guy, Jack Mahoney, and I clicked on it. Um, now, keep in mind, he's probably like a an underling at Sky News, you know, getting like F all per year and he has to pump out these sort of clickbait articles. So I respect the grind. Well done to you. But uh, that incredibly poor and pathetic quote was from at BMW fan forever 12, who collectively has 29 followers. I mean, do we take his, uh, it, it, made it, sound, it made it sound like it was coming from fucking Mark War or something. And then we have to scroll down the page and find it. The other quote was from like Aussie statistics one, two, three or some shit. And it said the same thing. When you guys went to journalism school. Yeah, go on. Did they teach you any morals? Are there any laws around, like, you know, where you where you grab things from? Well, you could, you could manufacture, if you have 34, you can manufacture a fake account and then just yeah. go and quote that. And then he's got his story. There was another one too, claiming Justin Langer's axing a year ago had an impact on the crowd numbers that people were still upset about it. Now, Christina Matthews, who's the CEO of The Wack, has said that potentially. I thought that was a pretty long connection to make. I don't, I don't think people are sitting around at home going, Oh, I just feel I for saw, JL still. I saw people in line at Optus. They're about to go in. They said, "You know what? <laughs> because of JL, I'm leaving." There was a line in the masses, <laughs> in the masses leaving. They got there and then they all changed their minds. But it was a good vibe, regardless. Like, Mitch they collectively well. remember like, the JL sack. Mm. I rolled over to the cricket a couple hours later because I had work, and um, I called Josh. I was like, "Oh, can you send me a ticket through?" And then, I think 15 minutes later, Josh calls me and goes, "Where are you?" I went. Just waiting for you to send my fucking ticket <laughs> through, mate. Hurry up. 
Uh, security guys warming up before the game, like at actual cricket team, all in all in sync, doing their toe touches and stuff. That was quite good. Don't want to pull a hammy, do you? Don't want to pull a hammy while you sit down for the whole day. Can we get around the Bison player of the match? Well done to you. Season horse, season horse. Um, and a lot of people were saying Mitch Marsh potentially a couple of years ago wasn't good enough for the for the Test side. <laughs> Laughable. Very interesting reception of uh, David Warner. Mate, yeah, the there was century, a- there's a lot of, uh, we, we did hear a lot of negative comments about David Warner and people going, oh, he gets out for a duck. And then, you know what? When he got a century, I stood up and applauded because he's fighting for our country. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Harry, you're really what? good. You're, you're a real nerd. You're good. Uh, yeah, there was, it was actually quite interesting, the split. Like, guy, three guys on our table were pretty wasted and actually kind of dickheads, actually. And they were, um, they, we were two they, of them. They stole your sign. That I made a head hill sign, and then head that hill. guy, that old bloke, stole it, yeah. and got some great TV time, and he wasted it, and then he was on Facetime the entire fucking test. Yeah, it's because he's famous now. Update on the golfing numbers. You know, we mentioned last week how there was an mm. article about how all the handicaps for the golfers. Well, we had an inside scoop on the weekend. We oh, yeah. we got kind of a scoop on the actual golf numbers. So, uh, we heard word that Steve Smith and Minus Ma- uh, Labashane, and also David Warner played played golf at Cottesloe Golf Club. David Warner, incredible golfer, probably very close to scratch handicap, which it was said in the original thing. But Steve Smith, who was listed around eight or nine, was more around sixty. The guy, some of the guys playing with him, and nothing, no, no, like nothing wrong with him. He's still mm. learning the sport. A lot of guys picked it up in India during the World Cup. So uh, that article is a big load of shit. I think. Yeah, I didn't know sports gossip had started. <laughs> <laughs> But good work, investigative. Very good, very, very good. We very just keep good. your ear to the ground. Final thing was, Kerry O'Keefe is the highlight oh. of all this. Like we were at the ground on Friday seeing clips of Kerry O'Keefe's antics on the broadcast thinking like, oh, fuck, I wish I was just watching the broadcast. The, the other big talking point was the stumping run out, dismissal, call what you like, of Johnny Bairstow. The repercussions are still being felt about <laughs> this. Skull, you're sitting home watching. Are you giving him out? Of course I am. Right. Yeah, exactly. You treat the popping crease as Julian Assange treated the Ecuadorian embassy. You yep. just don't leave it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting on that one. You've been sitting on that one. It's insane. <laughs> that was day one as well. His carry-on's even better. Like it, the laugh, like in this one here, he's ripping on one of his um, New Zealander co-commentators. Um, I think it's Ian Smith, and it it doesn't matter how shit the joke is. The carry-on laugh just makes you crack up because yeah, he loves it job, so yeah. much. One of seven brothers, one of seven brothers, of course, Shaheen Sharafridi. His other brother, Riaz, was a very formidable bowler, terrific first-class record. And you know, when he was young, if Pakistan lost a test match, he didn't eat for two days. Mm-hmm. What did you do when New Zealand lost, Smith? <laughs> <laughs> That's a seriously <laughs> early punch. Here we are, You wait for 48 hours. That's more than a jab. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Got to get in early. <laughs> Go and watch the footage if you can because you can see Carrie's just setting himself up it's to the explode that joke. Oh, that's the wheezing. If you see any more over the summer, they don't get picked up. He also like does so much research, obviously, so he's a fantastic commentator and I'm excited to see pretty much that more than anything in, within this series. Oh, and shout out to Gaz Lyon, 500 wickets, eighth in the world, third Australian after uh, Glenn McGrath and Shane Keith Warren. Oh, you're Welcome to Nothing of the Week. Bit more cricket in this one. Uh, the first one, though, is around Joe Weston, friend of the pod. Uh, she was announcing basically the agreement with Netball Australia that 
had they'd come to with the players. Uh, they had a pay dispute for a very long time. It was very traumatic. It was quite sad, you know what I mean? Like these guys, mm. they 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 tried for so long to get just a living wage, and they feel like they're almost there. So congratulations to them. And she got a lot of support in the comments. And we like it when usernames don't necessarily match what mm. the support is. Okay. Yeah. So this is the message in support of Joe Weston after Netball Australia's agreement was finally reached. Congratulations on the hard work and perseverance for finally paying off. We love you all. It's really nice. Words are kind sometimes. It's admirable for them to go out of their comfort zone. Mm. That was from Poo Poo Pee Pee. It's a solid one to start. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? <laughs> At least it's PJ. <laughs> At least it's PJ. Well, yeah, thank you for that. The second one I had was around Ben Silvani. So he's the brother of Jack Silvani and the son of Big Silvani. I forget his name. <laughs> Stephen Silvani. <laughs> Big Silvani. <laughs> that works. <laughs> uh, so he's been training with Collingwood. I don't know if he's signed with them or not, but he's, yeah, having a run around. But he got delisted quite a few years back. It was, you know, an unfortunate run. Potentially could have had a career with Blues if things roll a different way. And uh, Braids02 wrote, Traitor turns back on own blood. No. 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 <laughs> Senator Carlton supporter wrote, What are you smoking? Blues delisted him. Good luck to wherever he ends up. Well, Braids is fired back. Mm. You know, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty fired up. Not backing down. Yeah, he said, Doesn't matter, wasn't good enough. Clearly, still don't turn back on own blood. Who gave him a decent chance and gone to arc rival enemy? How dare he? Ben Silvani replied, What club would you like to me to play at Braids? <laughs> he actually replied. <laughs> he replied directly to the thread. <laughs> well done to him. You guys have any? Well, you've got to ask sometimes, don't you? I'm going to nominate actual Perth now itself for this headline. West Coast Eagles defender Tom Barras announces engagement to partner and mother Nadia Rosa. Right. Okay. So we'll tweet there. I see what's going on. Mm. I see what's going on here. Just rewrite it. Well, I mean, there's different cultures and that. All to each their own. Mm. Actually, good reporting then on uh, an article on whether the crowd was, you know, shit at Optus. One guy wrote, "I wouldn't watch cricket if you gave me a free ticket and an air-conned private room to do so. Like any form of sport, not a fan." <laughs> Come on. I don't think he's the target audience. Um, Ari Schoenmaker had one. So uh, Ari Schoenmaker is St. Kilda rookie. He's um, just signed with them. Uh, <laughs> someone tagged us in this, and it's just his grandma chiming in. Love it, grandson. No. Oh, yeah, good. And so is his mum. I'm going to start doing that. I just pretend to be people's grandfathers. Go for it. Zach Bext commented on a uh, post that the West Coast Eagles put up. Just a bit, few, few guys training, just, you know, including Harley Reid. Oh, yeah, okay. cool. Oh, yeah, we made uh, Zach said, ex Zach said, Reid's looking a bit happy for a team he apparently didn't want to go to. Wow. Yeah, but <laughs> Glad Ferrell commented. Hey, Zach Bext, he never said he didn't want to come to the Eagles. How many times does he have to say that? He didn't say that! Some of the funniest this week was there, there was like the WWE are coming to Perth. They've only sold about 7,000 tickets or something. It'll probably end up selling out. Uh, but there's a clash, a, we, a key West Coast game. I think it might be Harley Reid's debut the same day as the WWE e clash. Yes, but that is a practice match. Oh, right. That's a practice so match. No one cares. <laughs> so anyway, someone brought up to them that, oh, do you know this is happening? And then because they're WWE, you know, you've got to sell the show. So they said something quite funny. It was the back page of the paper, silly. 
and uh, there were legitimate West Coast fans firing up, being like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Well, how dare he, <laughs> yeah. this Dominic Mysterio? Who the fuck is he? It was all, almost what he said was almost scripted from the promo people. Oh, my God. <laughs> like it was, Are they going like, to be wrestling for viewers on the day? Uh, the final one was just someone that sent in a couple of people have sent this is uh, the Detroit, Pi- Detroit Pistons they're having one of the worst seasons of their I guess their entire franchise history I think they're about to lose 23 games in a row or something like that unbelievable I did, like historically terrible team despite you know having top draft picks every year but they're just not make, not bringing it together not making it happen there's so much talent so in the NBA right now um, Just Bricks uh, later on in the week of basketball podcast but uh, someone posed on Twitter, should the Pistons consider killing five of their players to initiate a disaster draft? So a disaster, <laughs> a disaster draft is occurs when uh, five or more players have been killed or dismembered in a normally a transport tragedy like a plane crash yeah. or a car crash, a bus crash or something. So a special disaster draft would be held where NBA team could only protect five players. Uh, so also all the other teams, sorry, can only protect five players and then you can draft like the sixth man or more <laughs> to try and top out your team. There's so, some good bench role players out there, trust me. But it's just started a thread. A lot of people saying you're a terrible person, <laughs> but a lot of people saying, well, okay, if we are going to kill any, who should we kill? We'd, probably, we'd kill some two-way players and then we'd kill a, um, a deep bench player and then we can potentially pick up some some sixth men of the year <laughs> from around the league and that would really help the Pistons. Imagine the conversation. Okay, we need the following guys going into the small plane. Uh, Jay Wiseman. Oh, my God. Uh, M. Bagley, you're on this plane. Calls up, Mama, I made it. I made it to the NBA. I'm on a million a year. Wow, wow, wow. Hang on a second. I just got to get got to catch this light plane that smells like gasoline. <laughs> this is the perfect way to end Nuffy of the Week for 2023 because it doesn't scream anything more than sport being more important than actual human life. That's a good point. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is made possible alongside our mates at Ned's. Thanks for jumping off for 2024. Now, round zero is over, Harry. You're aware of this? Mm, yeah, it's confused, but yes, I'm aware. The first full week of footy. Um, you're excited, right? I'm so thirsty for, for, for more footy. <laughs> I'm um, so thirsty. You sit down. I'm parched. Sit down. Any games you're excited about exactly? or Probably the debut of Harley Reid, the most built-up oh, debut yeah. in the history of the AFL. Oh, yeah, maybe Jack Watts over at Melbourne, but mm-hmm. we'll get to the Demons in a second. Oh, I'm pretty excited to see Frio. Uh, I might head down there and watch the game on Sunday. The last game, that's the glamour spot before bounce. Just before them, though, are Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. This is a big one, and they're coming off a pretty inconsistent 2023, the Doggies, and they take on the Ds, who are convincingly beaten by Sydney at the SEG, but they still come in favourites at $1.67 on the Neds app. It's a massive weekend coming up, so head to the Neds app to check out all the markets for round one and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply. Prices subject to change. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. What if the GM was like, that happens and the GM's like, oh God, tragic. Uh, Anyway, Commissioner, so we've got our list of players that we're going to be taking. Um, Here it is. I I had it ready. Somewhat Daryl, I somehow think Daryl Maury might be that level of (laughs) like psycho with trying to better his team. I just got a bit of update. Disaster drafts are all around the well, the major leagues, but they've all started since the advent of modern mass transportation this via the Wikipedia. And some of the major tragedies were the Torino 1949 uh, football club that only had one survivor in a plane crash. Two teams from the Canadian Football League lost players returning from the All-Star game one year. So imagine you have an All-Star uh, dying. That'd be horrendous. Other instances, the Manchester United 958, Cal Poly, an entire college football team, 
the United States figure skating team, the Wichita State University football team, um, multiple college yeah. teams. And the, hey, okay, yeah, that's so a lot. Please stop Josh, reading out deaths. That's a, a lot of tragedy. Most notably, uh, most recently, um, the 2018 Humboldt Broncos ice hockey team. There was an entire um, Brazilian, I can't remember if you read it out, there's a Brazilian football team not long ago. How does the disaster draft work for this podcast? Oh, you had to keep, you had to keep two of us. <laughs> Who would we well, bring what in? would you do? Would you kill one? Would you, or would you kill two? I think there's- a, Or just three completely replaced. Based on the comments I get, I get a lot of kill Josh or kill Harry or kill Georgia. So we got a split audience, but I think most of them is put Georgia on a pedestal and just fire bullets through the tall guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, we've got soundproof room now, so it'd be good for that anyway. I get to yep. draft Joe Rogan for the pod when you guys die, legally. Oh yeah, but he'd be taller than you. It'd be so weird. He's, he's five seven. Um, he move around? I think no. we take Grant Denyer. He's a podcasting wizard. Oh, oh my God. I say, Charles, Tottenham playing the most wonderful style of football. It's that Australian fellow, isn't it? And ball. Track the box, score our goal. Track the box, score our goal. Oh, yes. you for Angie, our boys. Yes, yes. 2-0 against yes. Nottingham Forest. Yes. Uh, had to really grind this game out. It wasn't a pretty win. They were in 10 men for the last 30 minutes. But Bissouma with the red card, I think he's facing like a four-game ban. It was a really, really nasty, like, studs-up challenge that got his red card. So uh, facing more absences, Harry. Does Basuma, Basuma plays for us? Yes, that was terrible. Yeah, us, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, um, yeah that was terrible. They're also, it looks like they're going to be missing um, Hyung Min Son for a few weeks. No! He's going to, well, he's going to the Asia Cup with South Korea and it just clashes with, <laughs> with the Premier League. So Who they, wrote his contract? Wait, wait, they don't allow that. That's not part of the FIFA break. No, no. So some of the like national... Uh, tournaments like Africa Cup of Nations and Asia Cup are in January while the Premier League is still going. So let me guess, the European Cup, they stop? Yes, they do hmm. because... Um, Fuck this. Yeah. Are you leaving yeah, again? Harry's leaving. That's uh, nah, bullshit. How was Ange after? He's been saying mate a lot lately. Mate. What do you reckon, mate? It's just who we are, mate. I was a bank teller, mate. Introduce yourself first, mate. <laughs> Compiling all the times he says mate. He says it a lot. Does he? I, I bet. I think it's like what he's known for. Tough couple months ahead with, I think, a few more guys out for Spurs. So Hypothetically, what would be seen as a failure this year for them? I think if they don't make Champions League. Plane crash? Pl yeah, plane crash. <laughs> I'm back, by but the then way. They, but then they, <laughs> then they get the draft. Then they get the draft. That's right. Uh, is I, 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 th I think not making Champions League top four would be upsetting. Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. Sports Gossip. Sports Gossip. We're back, guys. We are back. And you are... You are not, 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 not going to believe this. Oh, this week's Sports Gossip. You are not going to believe Sports Gossip this week. Hey, guys, quick question. What's the most important thing in the whole entire world? Just What do you think? What do you think? Friends. Uh, yeah. Chrissy do and don'ts? Mm, hit it. Close with friends. You were close. I was close because, in a way, family close. like they are. Guys, oh. the PNC Championship over at the Ritz Carlton Golf Club in Orlando was uh, going down over the weekend. It's the annual one. Um, they call it the Hits and Giggles tournament. The Mauritian Open was also PNC. On. It was, but that one wasn't all about family because this one is. It's where professional golfers play with their um, family member. Oh, it is just brilliant. John Daly teed it up with his son, son John Daly the second. He's pretty good, isn't he though? 
He is. He is. I'd wager he's more than the second John Daly. Anyway, as you were. There might be a few around, yeah. Anyway, in that bloodline. Uh, then they celebrated, those two celebrated at the uh, end of the weekend by supporting their sponsors. Guess where, guys? Hooters. Who's <laughs> 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 their sponsor? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both sponsored by Hooters. It's funny. It's funny. Brilliant. Yeah, watch out. Uh, you're not going to believe this though, guys. Oh, okay. Well, you're I'll leave. Gonna, I'll leave. Believe. I can't wait till my day gets better and we can go to Hooters together. Uh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'll come. Tiger Woods once again played with his son, Charlie. Oh, gee, you back. Oh, yeah, I came back. Charlie Woods and Tiger Woods teared it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Charlie is looking better and better each year, as you would hope for like a teenager. Like get better at golf, especially if you've got someone like Tiger Woods at your disposal for a coach. And his genetics. This guy is good though. A lot of hype around him. A lot of hype around him, but he was bombing some um, drives past the green on par fours. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the shorter ones. But um, anyway, but there's one part of this you're not going to believe. And, and I can't believe it either. You crap. <sighs> oh, Giorgio, Giorgio, Tiger had someone caddy for him for the first time over the weekend. And as I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying before, what's the most important thing, right, family? Mm-hmm. His daughter, Sam Woods. Oh. Isn't that just absolutely beautiful? That makes me hell happy. Why do you look like you want to end it all then? <laughs> Guys, the Roman mill is spinning, right? With Nike set to end a deal with a bunch of its golfers. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. sorry. Was the PNC Championship the last time that we see Tiger Woods donning the swoosh? Will Tiger Woods be swooshless next year? Do you think that would impact his game? Well, he won't wear cool hats and shirts anymore. Uh, He's he's been with Nike for like, what, 25 years? 30 30 years. years. Yeah, about 30 years. Um, He was like one of the big ones when LeBron was signing with a big brand. F and Shane was when Nike stopped making golf equipment. They made these clubs. Were they good? They were cool. Yeah, Tiger used them up till 2016. You still find some Nike golf balls around. Yeah, yeah, there's a few of those around. And also you do see a couple of clubs. They're rare and expensive now. There's a couple of clubs um, firing around. But you know what we need to do now? Is head over to Ali Pally. <laughs> yes, the Darts World Championships are underway in the UK at Alexandra Palace. Um, the fans again donning some amazing costumes. Is this one of sport's biggest bucket list events? I really want to go. It was in Perth once, so I didn't go, and our friends had a great time. And the guys that all live in England have a fantastic time yeah. when they go to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, seeing Russ Bray in the flesh scream 180 would just send shivers down the spine of any beer drinker. Now, you're not going to believe how two-time world championship Peter Snakebite Rice has Try been- me. Has Try been, me. You're not going to believe how he's been spending- He's more than five and a half million dollars in prize money over the years. Okay? Is that what you mean from darts? This guy's done well. Oh, gee. There's some money in darts, my friend. I thought they're all like they all are like plumbers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's some 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 of them. You know what they are above all? Humble guys. First of all, what do you guys spend would would you spend your money on if you had five and a half million dollars lying around? What would you spend it on? <laughs> I'd probably be uh, I don't know. Yeah, Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. I'd donate it anyway. <laughs> Well, sports gossip can reveal <laughs> that Snakebite's wife and manager, Joanne, has given him a strict weekly budget. When asked about it, Snakebite said, I get my 212 pounds per week and just like playing darts and trying to win trophies. Bullseye. 212 pounds a week yeah. for five and a half million. Yeah, that's what he gets. It seems like, what so does that, she get? So that must be his like disposable. <laughs> she probably gets bloody heaps. She also does his hair, takes a couple hours before each tournament doing his hair. 
he's uh, got a famous mohawk. And we've spoken about hair, am I right? Well, that's the thing. It's just the family supporting um, the family. And you know what they say is the most important <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, what is it? Well, it's, it's this. It's bloody this. <laughs> Just a short headlines this week. This week we have a small investigation. Um, on the last episode of the main body, Kick It Forward, we had someone email in and say, hey, uh, what happened to Picket Palace, the amazing Australian sort of garage band? Well, four years ago, the Melbourne band called Picket Palace made quite a stir with their AFL-themed album, but soon after, they vanished without a trace. Oh. Mm, that's right. Scared? Terrified. Where'd they go? Yeah. Roll, roll, roll the tape? No. Okay. This week, we've had a couple of people reach out and with links to the band and their frontman Seamus has agreed to break his silence on the pod. Roll the tape. Roll. Oh, yes. No, but they also have a reunion show on the 27th of roll December the, and they oh, need okay. to break the silence roll the tape. for that too. Roll the, roll the tape. Roll, roll the tape. Roll, roll, the tape. roll the tape. So here it is. The story mm. of Picket Palace. Roll out of the tape. Honestly, like we, the, the footy songs kept coming up kind of by accident. Like we we we, we had a, we had a full record out before the footy one. Like we wouldn't like form as a footy band. But when we were right when we were writing the first record, we kept just like coming up with the footy references and footy songs and all that kind of thing. And my brother he was just like, look, why don't we just like put that all on hold and we'll just do like a little eight, nine, however many songs we come up with, we'll do one footy record as our next one, and then we'll never do another footy song again. again, again, again. Four years ago in Melbourne, what started as a joke from a footy-loving punk band ended up captivating the AFL public. G'day. That's lead singer from Picket Palace and Carlton fan Seamus, who wrote all the songs from the 2019 EP, The Footy Record, with his brother and band member Jack. We were just musos, and then we just loved footy, so we just did it. We just did a record about footy. We never really, that was never meant to be the point. But then if someone goes, oh, you want to come on Channel 7 and play on the uh, front bar, you're not going to say no, hey. Like. It's about Anthony McDonald, Tim Woody. It's by the uh, Picket Palace. That's right. Who, the, who knew we needed a punk rock song? Anthony, Tim and Woody. The game was crying out for it. We didn't even know. And the Picket Palace boys are here today. There's like a great Paul Kelly quote where he says, there's only two things right, worth writing songs about, love and cricket. And we yep. chose footy. If we'd chosen fucking cricket, we would have been touring India for the rest of our lives. Like... So dumb. I had some hints. Like the one about Essendon star Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody called Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody. Their emotional ballad, Prior Opportunity. And finally, a tribute to Tigers Ford and Seven commentator Matthew Richardson called Richo. Yeah, Richo. The Richo one's the favourite. Cause like, cause, cause like, like Waller was like the loveliest bloke. He's a real, he's a real shy kind of quiet guy. Like, like every time we met him, I sort of felt like maybe 
I, I was almost like worried that we'd embarrassed him somewhat by putting him in the. Do you know what I mean? By kind of mm, making him mm. like front and center. Like, I, I almost felt bad for the bloke. But Channel Seven and the Tigers organised the guys to come and make a film clip during a Friday night footy game between Essendon and Richmond with Richo himself. But Richo, Richo, you could tell loved it, and also because because we were a band and like Richo loves loves music. We, we met up with Richard to, to met up with Richard to make the video, and, we're, and I'm like sitting there being like, right, who's, who's the hardest halfback you ever played on? And he just looks at me, and goes, do you know Adam the Snitters? Like, do you know what I mean? He just wants to ask music questions, and we just want to ask footy questions. <laughs> so it was getting absolutely, it was getting absolutely nowhere. But like, it was really fun hanging out with Richard. Uh, yeah. Is that you dressed in full Tigers yeah. kit? I can say all this now as well. Richmond was that stingy with it all. They kept the tags on the things because they wanted to take it back and sell it again at a Richmond shop. They wouldn't even, because I wanted to get the top and get Richo to sign it and then they have it. Uh, yeah, they made me keep the tags on the things so they could take it back to the shop and resell it. That's absolutely <laughs> bullshit. I got one take along the wing on a Friday night in the wet and I bounced it and it came straight back to me. That's one take. I oh, bounced really? it in the wet on the G. Bounced it in the middle of the G. I'll always stand by that. Footy songs weren't the plan, but they're having a decent crack even planning a big tour. And then a fucking pandemic. COVID, man, because we're in Melbourne, so it was so restrictive. So we had like, we had um, a bunch of like sort of touring stuff to, um, all set up and shows set up like as like support stuff uh, to go with other bands. And then, yeah, in about like February, March of 2020, we just, they were like, oh, look, nothing's gonna happen with all those ones. And we're like, oh, well, when can we book them all again? They're like, we don't know. And then eventually, like, oh, we're gonna put a song out. We're like, well, we don't have any songs. We're like, well, you have to record them, like, you know, from home. But we don't, we're not, not, you know, half us didn't even live together and stuff. So yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole, whole thing. So uh, yeah, it just sort of broke up. And then halfway through COVID, my brother moved to Darwin. They've been back, so we just sort of, yeah, don't really do it anymore. But yeah, yeah, that's it, really. We we did the maths. I think I, I used to like we used to not talk about like money or anything like that because we had like labels and all this shit. You know, managers and everyone was telling us to shut the fuck up about everything, and we were like, "Well, okay, we better be good because we were just sort of scared of the industry and everything." Mm. But I reckon we did we did the maths, and somehow after like everything that we did, uh, performance fees and all that, I think we ended up with like thirteen grand in the bank account. Uh, we were like, "Oh, okay," and there's five of us. So like, oh, right, that was like a year's worth. Like, I reckon we, we lost money by taking time off work to do it. But they do have a reunion show on the 27th of December, live at Shock Kickers in Thornbury. They may even have some new songs. Yeah, I, I, I was like, always wanted to write a song about, like, Cripper, but I reckon it'll be, like, it'd be too, too obvious on a Carlton fan, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, look at his arms, lick him, lick him. <laughs> you can't, you know what I mean? Oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's Big House. Bad boys, bad boys. God what damn God damn it. You okay? Guys, I, there's no phones in this courtroom, Josh. Excuse me. Order. Be present. Sorry. I know I said last week that... um. It was going to be the last case for 2023, but you're not going to believe it. A case came across my inbox that I simply could not ignore. <laughs> also, I just want to quickly mention something about the Big House emails. I genuinely do enjoy reading the cases, and um, a lot of the listeners that write in are seriously good wordsmiths. I also appreciate how much time is put into these emails, as some of them are actual essays. Like the one I'm about to read from Mike was uh, 1,000 words. Oh, <laughs> legitimately? Yeah, I did, I did a word check. I did a word check. Uh, I've done a little bit of paraphrasing. 
Um, Michael, first of all, thanks for the brilliant read. And don't worry, I'll get the important details out without using up all the pod time on the big house. Um, also, boys, this is going to be a very unique case and that I actually still haven't worked out if this uh, person is guilty or not guilty. Oh, okay. This is um, new. Yeah, I'm going to be opening it up for discussion uh, after presenting the evidence. And yes, then a, ma- a majority vote will determine the outcome. Oh, yeah. Uh, feel free to take notes as you go, okay? Um, Michael says, Dear Harry, I come to you with a case that has just arisen as I indict one of my dog mates for an act that defies belief for the sake of an anonymity. Let's call this mate Bryce. Then in brackets, Michael writes, his real name is also Bryce. <laughs> but no one would ever think it's his real name if we say it's his anonymous name. Smart. Yeah, probably wasn't supposed to read that one out again. Okay, now this is where I'm going to take over and present the crucial evidence because we haven't got all day to read this story out. Bit of uh, actually countryside fun uh, adventure music. We're going to go down to Tasmania. Mm. A couple of years ago, Michael and his mates organised and paid for a golf trip, right? Flights are common, two rounds of golf at Barn Boogle and Tassie for Bryce's 30th birthday, I, all included. I've heard that's amazing. Stunning. Oh, it, and you know what? It's not the first time Barn Boogle's come up in the big house. Uh, so Bryce is an avid golfer and the rest of the crew are all shit. This is a seriously good gift, by the way. Um, Barn Boogle again. Um, as Michael says, the Australia's holy grail of golf. <laughs> Michael also went above and beyond by buying Bryce a six iron because his was bent and broken after an unfortunate outing to the driving range with his missus. Okay. I'm actually going to go back and quote Michael directly here. The weekend was a grand success with plenty of beers, laughs and horrendous golf being played that was frankly an insult to the hallowed fairways that we had the privilege to stand on. Um, (laughs) Okay, now I'm actually going to continue with Michael's words as well, um, as this is where the dog act comes in. Michael says, You may be asking, why such a long preamble of events from two years ago for a case that you are only now presenting to the court? The testimony of the events of the weekend are only positive, so where are the grounds for trial? Is that what you guys were thinking as well? I was took yes. the words. Yeah, when I was reading it, so I was going, why are there 600 words before we get to the dog act? But they were important. Six the context six, of what was laid down. Successful yeah. weekend, brilliant present, and a brilliant bonus present with the six iron. Mm. The allegation I would like to present, says Michael, to the courtroom is not of any act that occurred during said boys' trip, but of recent events that have transpired as of the 14th of December, 2023. In the boys' chat on the day in question, Bryce posted a photo, proudly announcing the purchase of a new set of clubs, just in time for the summer season. An early Christmas present to himself. In the spirit of the festive season and as an act of generosity, he was offering the boys first dibs on any of his old clips, clubs. Free to a good home before he would, quote, try to flog them on marketplace. On initial receipt of the message, the boys got around him and were keen to take up the kind offer. But what sat behind a supposedly philanthropic gesture was what I alleged to be a blatant dog act of the highest order. Order. Oh, no. Order. I present to the court a key piece of evidence, a photo that was posted to the group, an image of the set of clubs that were up for grabs laid out in a row. If I can direct the judge's attention to the third club from the left, sitting in plain sight is the six iron that had been gifted to him less than two years ago as the 30th birthday club. Oh my God. I can see it right there. There it is. The six iron, was it? 
Yes, it was the six iron. Oh, it's not an up. It's not a nine, and it's not it's upside no, down. Right? Trust yeah. me, six. I'm yeah. bloody good with those. My heart was ripped away from my chest. Says Michael. Did the events of two years ago mean nothing? Were all the good times shared just a distant memory that can simply be given away or flogged for a quick buck on Marketplace? He had no regard in offering to give away or sell a gift that had been given to him in the same chat with the person who gave it to him in the first place. I asked the courtroom, an honourable judge, am I being too sensitive or is this an act of betrayal and blatant disregard for sentimentality? that deserves proper punishment to be handed down. Regards, Michael, and in brackets, he says, anonymous name, or is it? <laughs> anyway, guys, that's the case. And before I get your opinions, I just want to know what emotions you're feeling about this. Um, first up, I'm a gasp. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Secondly. I, if someone's a gasp in this courtroom, it usually means something not great has happened. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just think, Giorgio? <laughs> I'm too sad to even speak. Well, I think that he was given it in a moment of weakness. This guy stood up. That's right. And he had an opportunity to stood up. Now, <laughs> stand up. Now, they might be Nike clubs. They're not. Okay. As the evidence you saw. Yeah, oh, yeah, so sorry. Suggested. I mean, <laughs> what if they were Nike clubs? Correct. That, and that could have quite been the case. What, what, what do you think of, what do you think of this, this dog axe here? There's a couple of things at play here. Mm-hmm. Selling the clubs back to the group mm. in, in the group chat. What, what do you? I want. I want to hear right now. Giorgio, Giorgio first. Um, guilty or not guilty? Uh, I think he's guilty. I don't think you should sell something to your mates that were given to you. I think that's okay. I think that's in clear and breach of the dog act. Remember, this is a majority vote. So, um, so I have the deciding vote. Uh, yes. Well, actually, yeah, it doesn't matter which way we go, so Josh, Josh go for it. Oh, I didn't want to bring up Beard Dad again. Um, Giorgio's been great, and we probably went too far. But this kind of is golf club debt. Okay. This is, yeah, this so is. I know more than anyone what it's like to be wronged. <sighs> Bit of pageantry. They do this in courtrooms. <laughs> Guilty. Oh! Yep. Okay. I'm so sorry. Shit, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if that screws up your hearing or it does the paperwork probably. The burden of conviction is a heavy one. Guys, I've actually just decided to have a vote of myself and that's going to be the ruling decision. I oh, see so you don't care. <laughs> no, I've changed the rules. I appreciate you making us feel I've important. changed the rules. Can I get a drum roll, please? Another one? Hmm, How thanks. long? Short one. Short, shortest one I've got. Oh. Thanks. Not guilty. What? what? Hold on. One more drum roll, please. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, swearing in this courtroom will not be <laughs> And guilty. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a combo. What? It's a combo for the first wow. time in the history of the big house. It's amazing how many first times we have in the big house. Okay, I'll run you through it. It's, it's going to be clear to you in a sec. I'm it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, you see things we can't. I'm confused why, as is, hell. This is why I sit in the chair I'm sitting in, guys. Order. Bryce's actions of posting the club to the group chat. Not good, okay? That's disgusting. He's so guilty there. But- Why? Why is he guilty? Why is he guilty? Because it's a slap in the bloody face. It's no respect. Why? Because you should be giving it for free in your eyes. Uh, 
free would have been yes. Okay, if you give you know free, or if you wanted to do it, maybe uh, you know on the sly marketplace, sure, but don't post the ad into the group chat. Mm. Okay, and you're gonna understand why he's not guilty of wanting to sell the clubs because there was a couple of allegations here. This is the there's, there's a number of factors that come into play here, and they'll already be clear to the regular golfer. But first of all, let's talk about presence. You buy someone a restaurant voucher for $100. They go to the restaurant and buy $100 worth of food and drinks. The voucher is done. You buy a five-year-old a bike for their birthday. Then they turn six. Then they turn seven. Do you realize how fast kids grow up? Do you? Mm. Order. That bike will be useless to them after a couple of years. The gift is finished. In fact, it might get up to a point where it's just taking up space in the garage. It's weird. I still so, use my five. So, <laughs> reverse order to that. So you might look <laughs> at selling that bike. Let's talk about the six iron. Bryce, an avid golfer, was no doubt improving his skills and ready to upgrade his clubs. Referring back to my other gift examples, the present use is concluded. The other thing worth noting is that when it comes to irons, it's nice to have the same brand for at least the four iron to the pitching wedge. It looks nicer in the bag and they feel the same. That six iron is a different brand and stuck out like a sore thumb in the lineup. Again, not denying it was an extremely good gift at the time. Michael, you mentioned sentimentality and I liked it, but I think the best gift you gave that day was in fact the trip itself and the memories of a fantastic barn burner in Barn Burgle that will last a lifetime. So Bryce gets a micro punishment for trying to sell the gift back to his friends in the group chat. Bryce, next time you play golf, you must play the entire first hole with your putter. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Water. Michael, I would hate for Bryce to counter sue you after being found not guilty of trying to sell the club. Charges for defamation could easily come your way and charges for wasting the court's precious time may also be thrown around. Michael, seeing as though this six sign has a lot of sentimental value to you, you must get your hands on it, cut the head from the shaft and make a golf trophy out of it, which will be used for future events. This trophy will be called the Barn Burgle Barn Burner Bryce Birthday Six Iron Memorial Trophy in memory of the six sign. That way the memories live on and everyone's a winner. Case closed and... Please keep the big house emails coming in. But in the future, if the word limit could be 250, <laughs> that would be most excellent. And remember, we're also extremely welcoming of the most petty cases, like someone at your avocado out of the work fridge and you got sad. Mm. Thank you for listening. Hey, superstars. Hold regards. You've got mail. Welcome to Mail It In, where we hear from you, the fans. A couple of IRLs. I'll get to you guys in a second. I heard Harvey, Stevie, Dan the Man, Reese, Alex Jarrah, and Fucker. I think I was munted at this point and I couldn't see what I wrote. Um, well done on the names. Can I just do a blanket IRL shout out to everyone I had a chat to? <laughs> oh, yeah, blanket? Yeah, blanket. Lay a blanket all over. Them. Um, are we allowed to say munted? Yeah. Yeah? Are we? Yeah, uh, munted. What's wrong with that? Who do we need to check with? Uh, check with internet. Hang on, let's have a look. Are we allowed to say? I really like to know because if it's you know it's quite a harsh term. It's quite a, a useful. Oh no, term. no, we can under yeah. the influence of alcohol or drugs or badly damaged. Perfect. Yeah, munted was definitely munted. Munted continues. I haven't got that one yet. Uh, yeah, but other than that, beep, 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 are all also banned. I got an IRL shout what? out. F. 
Oh yeah, go on. Oh, uh, shout out to um, listener Tom, who's actually a, a mate of yours, apparently Harry. Walked into a oh, yeah. walked into a little Japanese place that I go to in the city. I buy my lunch, and there's a bloke sitting there eating his lunch. He turns his phone to me, and he's listening to the Kick It Forward podcast. I assume he's unemployed. Well, no, I think he was on a lunch break and um, trying to. Nah, Trying to just get away from all the hubbub with our soothing voices. He's a big dog in the business world and the beats world. No shit. Yeah. The Barn Dougal Barn Burner. I really like that name. <laughs> Thank you so much. motherfucking Barn I can't wait to see the trophy. I can't wait to see the trophy. Seriously. Lewis Blake writes in. Thank you, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Was that good? I guess that lying to McDonald's staff and saying you're allergic to the soft serve cone to make your own aftermarket McFlurry doesn't count as a scheme. What a lanky, hypocritical stinge. I guess this is referring to uh, well, well, an, old, well. an old one. Who from, could that be? Last week's mm, episode. Who's uh, the lanky hypocrite here that calls me for being a stinge in Stinge Corner and yet cheats the McDonald's system? That's you're, you're one a, of us, bro. You're a munted wit, mate. Mate, hey, it's a <laughs> good thing. You're a hustler after all. No, um, Embrace it. I don't mind McDonald's schemes. They're pretty successful. Uh, you know what? I will be aware of the hypocrite st- stinge uh, title. Everyone hates hypocrites more than anything. That's why we get angry at politicians and and uh, Eddie Jones for being a hypocrite. I think, yeah, I wronged you. I also do my other one, which is when they sell hamburgers on special, I add cheese and I get a 150 cheeseburger. What of it? That's sometimes awesome. Sometimes they make you put it on the side Keep and then you just them, put it in Keep after and it makes a mess. You are just oozing cool right now. And, yeah, and, and you're like the, like the mayor of don't give a f- town, bro. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, can yeah. you not... Fucking swear on this pod. Sorry. Say flip. Sorry. Hey yeah. guys, you know what? Um, sound munted. It's nearly Christmas. Yeah, let's get munted. <laughs> or should I say. Pissmas. Look at this. Email about piss. I got sent this many times. One of them, I'll just pick out one. Jesse says, Hey guys, hate the pod, but still a pissner. Thanks, Jesse. Mm. Found Giorgio's TikTok burner account. This is a TikTok page called Scenic pisses and is is exactly what it says it is on the cover it's just clips of like the most scenic beautiful pisses around the world um it's really nice so there's one uh it's just like pissing with mount rushmore in the background the comments are things like good to see my man staying hydrated nice flow Mm. nice Mm. view um Mm. guys you got like what's the nicest piss you've had any like recent pisses you've had where you're like this is an insanely nice view to be having a piss. Your bed was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah your, it is a nice view. Your toothbrush with <laughs> next to the sink was good. Um, had a good piss on a fjord once. That was pretty good. But there were a lot of fjord pisses. But they love fjord pisses on the scenic piss. I got sent it quite a lot as well. It's good. It's been blowing up the last week. So I don't know if we've added to that or taken away from it. Added. Have you added any? Where was your greatest scenic piss, G? Oh, there's a few in Italy that stand out. Like when you you're like yeah. up in the mountains in Italy and you turn around, and you're like, "This is this is a million dollar piss right now." This is also, bloody there, scenic. There's a bar in Perth. I can't I can't remember if it's the Lucky Shag. I think the Lucky Shag in Perth. Yes. No, you turn around <laughs> at the urinal and there's like genuinely the best views of Perth city. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I, you know, a scenic piece is very good. It's very um because you you know you're away from it at all. You're having a real think. Look at you getting on piss chat. Oh, not really, but I've made Hey, well. there's another piss email there, Josh. Okay. Wunderbar, my friend. Welcome to Russia. Howdy, partner. Asian one. International man. 
Oh, yeah, Dan from Noon Man. He sent me a Dan. Morning, gentlemen. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but the train strikes are going on in London at the moment. If not, I'll self-nominate myself to fill you in. The Elizabeth line, good line. Uh, had a power failure last week, trapping the passengers inside for up to four hours. Whilst being trapped for four hours, it was inevitable that a buildup of bodily fluid in the form of urine or urine, uh, or as you blokes would say, piss, was going to be expelled from the individual's bodies at some point. Passengers were forced to line up in a single file, lining up in front of the train. The conductor would let passengers go onto the tracks and piss at their discretion. The excess of passengers queuing then led to people pissing in the corners of the oh. carriages. They literally were pissing in the train as they couldn't be fucked waiting. I bet Giorgio would have loved this train ride. Oh, <laughs> this heaven, rolling around in it like a pig in shit. Or should I say a midget in piss? Oh. <laughs> Love the pod, Gus. Oh, that's that's. I think pe- I do like females. I do like that. Was awesome. That was yeah. bloody awesome. <laughs> that's all for the program this week. If you have any investigations, ideas for, a, we'll take a break eventually. We might drop a surprise pod over the uh, Christmas break, depending on how our workload's going. <gasps> Maybe a Chrissy do special pod. Chrissy do <laughs> special. Chrissy do special. Yeah. Yeah. Remember to Chrissy do, but also Chrissy don't. Yeah, of course, of course. I won't forget. Don't do some things. Kick it forward, mailbag at gmail.com. Also, the Beefs, again, they're playing in Perth. uh, I believe the 29th in Perth and also around the country. They're the guys that do our intro as well. Uh, Any from you guys before we go? (laughs) No, I'm bloody Every other podcast has stopped and we're still going. Can we just just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And, you know, stay hydrated and stay well. And, um, you know, just, and, you know, sometimes it's just not about. Football. On behalf of Josh, Giorgio and Harry, I would like to say that I'm the most grateful for our listeners listening to this podcast <laughs> and thank you so, so very much for contributing. Have a wonderful Feliz Navidad. <laughs> <laughs>